welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the show. It's me, Justin. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing well. We both ate. Dupree and I are well fed. He had some Mickey D's. But... So Dupree and I, we feel good. We're ready to record. I hope you guys have had a good week. If you are new to the show, the show is all about bringing together different perspectives. We agree, we disagree, but most importantly, we have interesting conversations about things people don't discuss enough, whether that's news, politics, pop culture, entertainment. We talk about it all and we have a good time doing it. So thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your Mima, your Peepa, your Wawa, your Nana. Uh, make sure they're subscribed and i appreciate you guys always reaching out so a couple of you guys reached out um i posted promo stuff for the episode and a couple of you guys were like i love dupree i love dupree gotta give the people what they want (laughs) gotta give the people what they want (laughs) i was like look at this guy i was like i didn't show dupree all of the reactions because we have to keep him humble we have to keep him humble but i appreciate you guys loving dupree and i'm sure it makes him feel good i love y'all back He loves you too. He loves you too. Dupree, it's a good week. How was your week? How is everything with you? How are you feeling? How are the emotions? I have to give a big fuck you to the state of New Jersey, which I currently reside in, into their DMV system. It is the worst in the fucking nation. I'm currently really? dealing with some bullshit with a registration and everything. It's so stupid. Like, so common sense. With t- Can this just be my get off my chest? Get it off your chest. Let's start early. So let's just get into off my chest. Justin's got to get off his chest. You know he's got to get off his chest. Justin's got to get some fucking shit off his chest. Let's talk about common sense, right? So in March, I was in a hit and run car accident and my car got totaled. So obviously... My insurance company and the junkyard took that vehicle because it was totaled. I no longer possess those license plates. State of New Jersey is coming at me saying, hey, we don't know if you still own this vehicle or not. So we have to suspend your registration if you don't prove wow. if, if you don't if you don't give us the license plates. And I'm like, well, I already have another vehicle insured and registered in your state. So what in common sense tell you? that I no longer possess that vehicle. Why would I go why would I own a 2019 vehicle and a 2020 vehicle in my name? It's fucking stupid. So right. currently dealing with that shit. And now everything's shut down because of COVID. So like you can only go to one of three places in the whole fucking state to get this taken care of. But you got to make mm-hmm. an appointment and they're all booked up for the rest of the year. So now I'm relying on the fucking mail system to get this all here. So yeah, that's what I'm currently dealing with. So off my chest. Use common sense. Man, that's funny you said that because I actually went to the DMV this week because my birthday is coming up. So um, every few years you have to update your license. So I had to do that. So waiting there is not fun. I, everybody hates going to the DMV. So it's funny that you had that for your off your chest. Big facts. And if you don't like your job, right, if you don't like your job, don't fucking be miserable to the other people there because they have nothing to do with it. Just get a new job, quit or get a new job. Don't be miserable that's to true. everybody. It doesn't give you the right to be a fucking because you know what? I got sisters that will smack the fuck out you. And now I'm done. <laughs> hey, when it comes to customer service, I try to be nice to people. But it's hard when somebody's being rude to you. Because the energy that you get is the energy that you give. So if you give me negative energy, that's probably what you're going to get regardless of how nice I'm trying to be about the situation. That's a big fact. Whatever you put out to me is going to be reciprocated. Exactly, exactly. Um, This week and off my chest... Y'all have seen the commercials. Y'all have seen the lights around the neighborhoods. Apparently, tis the season. Uh, For some reason, we skip Thanksgiving every year, and I hate that. And the reason why I need to get this off my chest is because this year has been terrible for a lot of people. You might have lost your job. You might have gotten sick. You might have had relatives that have gotten sick. It's just not been a great year. And you would think that this year, out of all years, would be the year that we sit down, we reflect, and we say, hey... Every year, it seems like we always skip Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas. Why don't we actually use November to celebrate the holiday that we always skip over? But that's not the case. All of your businesses are talking about Christmas stuff, and we skip over Thanksgiving each year. This might be an unpopular opinion, but... Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday and it makes me mad that every year we skip over it and pretend that it doesn't exist so we can hurry up and worry about getting presents for Christmas. We hate to see it. I would say that is probably a hugely unpopular opinion. Um, 
I don't know if that's making anybody's top two. I think that, you know, generally speaking, the populace's favorite holidays are Christmas and Halloween. I know it's spooky season all year for me. So that's just where I stand <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. But, you know, Thanksgiving is actually kind of weird because think about it. We're supposed to be sitting down. We're supposed to be gathered around being thankful for what we have. So instead of like being thankful for what we have, we celebrate by gluttoning and eating as much as we can, taking pictures of our plates and showing off how much food we have. It's kind of a weird holiday. And one thing that I've noticed in recent years is that people like to like show off like their food and how much they're eating. And it just makes me like kind of cringe a little bit because it's isn't that the opposite of what we're trying to be doing instead of showing off what you have aren't you supposed to be thankful and humble about the things that you're able to provide for your family that's why social media is evil man like it's you know what i tell people you know when they're like struggling with anything a lot of people come to me advice and but i tell them like yo don't compare yourself to other people or like judge by what you see because nobody's going to show you their worst moments on social media like they're going to post that they got a new car they ain't going to show you that they got 40 dollars in their bank account 40 dollars to their name (laughs) You know what I mean? They they gonna show you them big full Thanksgiving plates, but they ain't gonna show you when they eat ramen every other day besides this day. Or McDonald's. <laughs> or McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know, like flexing like that is unnecessary. Like instead of showing pictures of oh, this is how fat my plate is, this is how many presents under my tree. Show you what your family, man, show what you're thankful for. Yeah, that's the thing, because Christmas, I actually really hate Christmas. You gotta put the Grinch music over this. <laughs> I am the Grinch, you you guys. I am the Grinch. Um, I hate Christmas because people are too worried about receiving presents. People are too worried about what they didn't get instead of appreciating, you know, your family. Especially in times like these when everybody's not able to celebrate their family. They might not be here. You would think that people would celebrate the important things. Speaking of which, Dupree, I have a question for you. So a lot of people with COVID are now making considerations about how they want to celebrate Thanksgiving. Does this change? anything for you how do you normally do thanksgiving do y'all do a big thing or do y'all keep it small we usually do about you know 20 25 people at my aunt's house but she has lupus so Mm. we're not doing that this year so we're keeping it small doing the responsible thing oh okay i mean that's that's interesting because i i have a small family so i have an older sister a younger brother and my two parents so i envy you because i'm jealous of people that have like huge families that all the aunts and uncles and cousins come over for thanksgiving like it's a full house and i love that so i wish i was able to celebrate like that but it's just weird all the adjustments that people are going to have to make due to covid like grandparents aren't going to be able to see their grand children i hope people are responsible and know that hey if you want to have a chance at spending thanksgiving with your grandparents again don't fucking do it this year speaking of covid i read that there's a 95 percent effective vaccine that they've tested out do you trust it <laughs> are you gonna take are you gonna take it well so there was one in the news today that's 95 percent effective and there's one last week that's like 98 percent effective so mm-hmm. you know hopefully <laughs> that's all i have to say honestly hopefully if trump take it and say that hey everybody should take this yeah i'm gonna let some other people be the guinea pigs on that if the trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election should americans take it and would you take it if the public health professionals if dr fauci if the doctors tell us that we should take it i'll be the first in line to take it absolutely but if donald trump tells us i should take that we should take it i'm not taking it that's sad snake oil salesman (laughs) that's sad you know dupree segway king he just segued into our next topic i was browsing through facebook anybody that knows me knows that i go on facebook every like once a month and some of my teachers from my past We're posting conspiracies about Trump and the voting machines talking about a rigged election. And it made me sad because there's so many people out here, people that I would consider competent people that are believing all the lies that are being told and spun by Trump. Like, what has he done to science and truth and reality? Because people are living in two different realities where people believe what they want to believe rather than believing what the truth actually is. I mean, I think Trump has just exacerbated that. I mean, there's tons of people who even before Trump live in their own realities and the worlds that they create and the truth that they create. And, you know, it's sad, right? But like this guy is costing people their lives and their livelihoods. Everybody's talked about how long the months of March, April and May were because of being locked down and everything. Our numbers are worse now. So take that into consideration. And if we had a government that actually did shit, you know, old ass 
racist ass stupid ass mitch mcconnell can push through a supreme court justice in 30 days right but we haven't got a relief bill for this you know if you if you paid companies not to fire their people while we lock down for a month or two to get this shit under control that shows that you actually give a damn about the people but you know we don't do that here in america yeah america yeah we hate to see it and one of the things that i also saw this weekend was apparently there was some trump protest that was happening for people that think the election i said erection the election is rigged so (laughs) so people that think the election is rigged um they started protesting i think in dc so people from all across the country came together with their maga hats and their trump flags and without a mask obviously (laughs) to protest the election so a cnn reporter asked a woman i think that the swamp is so deep that there's probably been fraud and cheating that have gone on for decades now so why weren't you out here in 2016 why weren't you out here in 2016 if you thought there was fraud and when donald trump won there's been some fraud in all of the elections and i'm not just talking about federal elections i'm talking about state and local elections we now have this dominion software that um we have found a whole lot about with it mysteriously has glitches and they all go for biden uh, people that's that's this. I'm sorry that's not true but thank okay. you so much yeah, I appreciate it so so you hear what the sentiment of people are these people are crazy and a lot of them are ditching Fox News because they don't think Fox News is pro-Trump enough so they're finding different alternatives with other far-right media outlets that will tell them whatever warped reality that they want to believe this is just the beginning like I, I don't I'm scared of what's going to come next to be honest I was told by you know my family when i was younger that there's certain things you can't fix and you can't change you can't fix stupid and you can't help people or enlighten people that don't want to be enlightened man so you just let people make their own mistakes and do their own stupid shit one day hopefully Mm -hmm. they'll see the light one day hopefully doesn't mean that's guaranteed doesn't mean that's going to happen but like i told you what i got to say about people that i don't really give a damn about but i'm a a, a good person god bless them (laughs) you just wish them well and just do your thing wish them well keep it pushing Ooh, you, you heard it from him. You heard it from him. <laughs> so let's address this elephant in the room. The past couple of weeks, we have been speculating about who is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. Some people said Taylor Thrift. Some people said Pink. Some people said Chris Brown. <laughs> this time we... Hold have on, hold on. I got to stop you. I uh-huh. got to stop you right there. I got to stop you right there. <laughs> they would never in their life let Chris Brown perform at a fucking Super Bowl. I would be right there with the MAGA moms protesting that shit. That nigga don't need to perform at no Super Bowl. He's a woman beater. You know what? Let's park this conversation for a second. I think Chris Brown is very talented. And I think that after that whole scandal with Rihanna, he lost his entire white base. And then he's he was smart and he's like, you know what? I am going to mess with the people that mess with me. So he caters his music to the urban audience, the black people that still continue to support him. And I also need to say this too. Dupree hates Chris Brown. Like this isn't the first time that I've heard his like opinion about Chris Brown. He really does not like Chris Brown. I don't hate Chris Brown because I don't know the man like that. I'm just saying like, if you put hands on women, man, I have no respect for you. Like you a bitch in my eyes. So that's the reason why you don't like him, right? I'm going to use some Trump logic with the listeners right now. If you support Chris Brown, then that means that you support beating women. And you don't need to listen to this podcast. How about that? Uh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Y'all hear that? That is a radical statement. But let's break it down. So, Dupree, the reason why you don't like Chris Brown is because he beat a woman, correct? <sighs> All right. So, this is going to be a long, convoluted answer. It'll probably take a minute and a half. <laughs> I I think that certain atrocities a person commits like an artist or a content creator depends on how great they are where it's okay for you to justify still consuming their content right no. I was in the car I was in the car this weekend and seems like you're ready by R. Kelly came on and I let the whole song play and I'm like damn it sucks I can't listen to this man music no more but I just can't do it because you fuck on little girls you can't, I can't do it music's great I just personally can't do it Chris Brown, like, on my old podcast, they just would talk shit saying, like, they would say stuff to fuck me, like, yo, Chris Brown better than Usher, Chris Brown better than Michael Jackson. I obviously don't believe in that. The guy can't sing. He has a lisp. The woman <laughs> being part. Yeah, I, I mean that. I mean the woman being part. Like, oh is he talented? God. Yeah. The, the guy can dance, and his songs are good. He can't sing, like, but his songs are good. Like, I, it's just not my cup of tea. And then on top of that, the woman beating thing, like, I think he's highly overrated. And, you know, why would you fight a, a, a five six? 120 pound woman when how about you go fight a grown-ass man your size that's how i look at it 
How about he fights you? Because as we always talk about on the show, Nigga, Dupree, is, he, Dupree <laughs> is 6'10", 250 pounds, <laughs> and he will put the paws on you. The baby dump trucks do not stop, okay? I ain't going to sit here and wish nothing bad on that black man. I hope you continue to get your money. But if he wanted to fight me, I would gladly accept that challenge. Oh, my God. One day it'll happen. I think I say, yeah. I don't know your thing, but it soothes me, miss. And rise the room. You know, he has bops, too. You got to sing it with the lisp. <laughs> but I thought admit that you thought my attention, making me want to say, yeah. yeah. Man, the vocals, the vocals. What I wanted to say is it's up to preference, right? If you don't like somebody, you're not obligated to listen to their music. The reason why I say it's okay for people to listen to Chris Brown if they want to is because Rihanna still got back with him after the fact. If the victim is able to find forgiveness in her heart and on top of that get back with the same person that beat her, I think the public then also needs to move on if Rihanna, who is the victim, is also able to move on. You have moved on from that incident in 2009 where you were abused and he was arrested even though you know that that will follow probably both of you for the rest of your lives yes and is that what you want the I, world to know have you have to. moved on yeah i mean i have to move on mm-hmm. and you know as i said it happened to me so i can't tell people how to feel about it mm-hmm. they're entitled to feel angry because it's not it wasn't a good thing you know that happened um but you have forgiven him i have Mm -hmm. i have and that's my personal thing Yes, you can have your biases and your prejudices against him. You're entitled to have those. But I think that you shouldn't hold it over anybody's head to continue to listen to Chris Brown when he's been forgiven by the person that he abused. You know, there's a whole thing about abusers and like Stockholm syndrome type shit, right? Like, yes, I don't I don't doubt for a minute that she's moved past it in her life. Like. She makes way more money than him. She's a bigger star than him. Her life is going great. I don't. I. I don't think that she wakes up in the middle of the night and has nightmares about this nigga. I, and I'm not judging people for still listening to him. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't think his music is that that is that great. And on top of that, beating women, like, yeah, I'm not here for it. So like, fuck that nigga. That's how I look at it. <laughs> or as I like to say now, God bless him. <laughs> God bless. God bless. Keep it pushing. But um. Yeah, that's an interesting opinion. What do you guys think? Do you have it in your heart to forgive Chris Brown? This was a whole tangent, but I love the conversation anyway. But the reason I brought up Chris Brown is because that was a person that people were suggesting that they wanted to perform at the Super Bowl. But we finally have our answer. The NFL made a late announcement, and they have announced that the Super Bowl halftime show for February 2021 is Dupree's fave, The Weeknd. <laughs> and I hate to see it. I hate to see it. I'm not a fan of The Weeknd. I don't hate him, but he's not somebody that I gravitate towards musically. He has some good songs, but I don't think that he is the right choice for the Super Bowl halftime show. He's a good artist, shaky voice at times, but he's popular. It's like now that Jay Z is putting together the halftime shows that he's trying to pick more relevant current pop culture artists to headline the show dupree as a stan he probably begs to differ so let's hear what he has to say a shaky voice are you serious i can feel what my the face we- when i were you listen he sounds way better than that listen uh, i know why you don't like the weekend you must have never been hurt or been in bad relationships before and good for you i'm glad that you never been hurt that way but the the, the trilogy by the weekend house of balloons um thursday and echoes of silence listen there there isn't much music made that's ever been made that's better than those three right there the weekend is a superstar now i don't like his latest album because obviously he has a more commercial sound and all that stuff but those early weekend albums yeah i'm here for it i think he's a i think he's a very fine choice for the halftime show like who else were you going to get there's a plenty of people that can do the show i'd ra- oh, well, not i'd rather see but i think taylor swift has all of the criteria to do a super bowl halftime show i think that 
Um, Rihanna has all the criteria to do a halftime show. Rihanna can't sing live for shit, though. Yeah, but she she fits the criteria. Some people could argue that The Weeknd doesn't know how to sing live either, because I've seen some of his live stuff, and it ain't the T. That's not the T. Oh, yes, it is. I've seen him live in person. It is. It's amazing. It's great. But through your rose-colored glasses, so we're going to take your opinion with a grain of salt also. But, but no, see, listen, I'm not over here defending The Weeknd like he's Prince or something. Like I ain't, I ain't here for no Prince slander. Like, Enrique, I tell you, one day he was texting me and just messing around with me on some Prince shit. I was like, here's my address, my nigga. Come pull up. We can settle this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, so I ain't defending the weekend like that. I, I think he's a great artist, and um, yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. Like, I'd have been cool if they would have took my suggestion and uh, had Gwen Stefani do it, man. And I don't know why. Like, I'm not some huge Gwen Stefani fan. I just think that she fits like the washed up star type thing that they would do, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like have Christina Aguilera do it, and she bring out oh, all the no. bitches and they do that Lady Marmalade shit. I don't know. Younger people would be like Christina, who? Who is that? Is that the girl that sang Itchy Gitchy Gaya Yata? Like, they don't know who she is like that. So, I don't know. Listen, if they did some bullshit and had somebody like Selena Gomez do it, I, I would oh, boycott the NFL. No. I'd write them letters. I'd be like, so you just don't give a fuck no more, huh? Like, you could at least pretend that you give a fuck. Yeah, if they ever did her, I wouldn't even watch the show because she'll be lip singing. It'll be all about the lights and the smoke and mirrors. We would hate to see that. But you know who will do it in the next few years? Um, Ariana Grande. Great. I hope they have a um the teleprompter up there so we can see what the fuck she's saying because I can't tell you the words <laughs> to any of them fucking songs. Neither can I. She's not my favorite, but I think that in a few years she will do the halftime show one day. But the weekend, what do you guys think? Do y'all love the weekend? Do you think that he'll put on a good show? I'll tell you this. He has some Super Bowl songs, so I guess that's why they gave it to him. But the lights will be amazing. The set will be amazing. And I truly do hope that he performs the song Pray For Me featuring Kendrick Lamar and does a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. If he doesn't include that, throw the whole show away. Oh, I can co-sign that. That would be dope. That would be dope. It is time to move on to our main topic. So as we promoted earlier in the week, Dupree and I are doing a Q&A this week. So we just wanted to ask each other questions because y'all sent stuff in. So I wanted to give y'all a chance to basically ask us anything. And in a way, we're all learning more about each other. We had a listener ask, what band or music artist do you secretly dig? This can be artists that people don't know, preferably an artist that you're slightly ashamed to be into but can't stop liking. Um, and that's a good question. That's an excellent question. As you guys know, we're oh, both of us on the show are music nerds, so I can give you a lot of people that I dig a whole lot. And I'll just like rapid fire some off to you to tell you go look them up. Um, and then I could also give you the one that I like that I'm ashamed to like. I, gu- I yes. guess ashamed is the way to put it. So rapid fire, let me just give you guys some, unless you want to go first, Justin. I'll just, I don't have that many, so I'll go first. I'm not ashamed of anybody that I listen to. There is one song that I have that if somebody was scrolling through, I'd be embarrassed. And I'd be like, oh, that was an accident. It must have been a glitch. But um, <laughs> it's a song. You, this is this is bad, so I hope yours is as bad as mine. It's a song by the Pussycat Dolls called Stick With You. Have you heard that song before? I have. I have. <laughs> That's the song that I would be embarrassed if anybody looked on my iPhone. But other than that, I'm not really embarrassed of anything that I listen to. All right. So there's some music I want to put you guys onto. In the world of R&B right now, there are a lot of great, great, great female artists. I think her is the best artist in the world right now, hands down. Um, so go check her out at any any chance you have, anytime you have the opportunity to. Um, you should be listening to Snow Allegra. Both mm. her albums were great. Feels yeah yeah feels oh my god love the album feels so you should be listening to snow allegra um you should be listening to this singer from the uk named eliza she's really good um on the male side it's not 
so I'm not there so much. Um, so there's these guys called uh, the Sacred Souls out of San Diego. They make like 1960s soul music. Who I'm listening mm-hmm. to right now, really good. For all you Texas listeners, go check out Leon Bridges' new LP with Crumbin called Texas Sun. Really, really good. And I would say that's and I, I want to say that's what you should be checking out right now. I'm not so ashamed to say I'm I'm digging this this artist right now, but like he's he's actually really dope. I've been listening to some Harry Styles. And I'm like, really? you know what? Like, I get it. I get it. Like, the guy's dope. So I would say that's my one thing. That's obviously I like all kinds of music. There's country on my phone. There's jazz. There's classical. Whatever. But I've been listening to some Harry Styles lately, and I'm fucking with it. So I would that's say those interesting. are my things. I don't. I've never been into Harry Styles music. I don't have anything against him. But I will say, there's a song that he released a couple years ago. I think it's called "The Sign of the Times." I think that's a good song. It's a really good song. Yeah. What song specifically from Harry Styles are you liking? Because I'm sure some of the listeners would be like, oh, Dupree likes Harry Styles. Ooh. So, okay. So I, I find a lot of stuff on YouTube because I like listening to live music to see if this person actually has chops. So I would suggest you go look up him doing uh, a cover of the country band Sugarland, their song Girl Crush. Uh-huh. He kills it. He kills it. Or look up him doing Lizzo's Juice. He kills that mm-hmm. too. So I've seen that one. Yeah, go look up some Harry Styles. He's talented. He's one that I would put in the Miley Cyrus category of, I don't really care for them like that, but I'm not ashamed to admit that they are very talented. Yeah, the, guy, the, guy's, the guy's really talented. So I, I, I'm digging on some Harry Styles right now. Um, Dupree, what is your question? So, I got a question about how, I hear you talk about positivity all the time. How do you manage to stay so positive? So without boring you to death right so i used to be a very cynical person and i would call myself a realist in air quotes but no that's just being cynical right i i I understood i learned perspective from my best friend and he told me like i was going through a tough time and he's like everything you have right now is everything you always wanted you naturally you're a person that always seeks more and you want to be more successful and you know do more things but you need to sit back and think life's pretty fucking good right now and it changed my life having that conversation So now I know that my attitude is the one thing I can control, right? So, and I I still believe in preparing for the worst, but I used to be a person that, hey, the worst is going to happen, so I have to prepare for the worst. Now I think the best could happen. I'm always going to prepare for the worst because that's the type of person I am, but I'm going to think positive and be positive. And when people bring negativity to me, I'm just going to push out more positive. And it's really changed my life over the past like nine months, I would say. Just being mm-hmm. a more positive person. Um, you know, like my mom beat cancer this year, man. Like I got like I said earlier in the show, I got in a hit and run accident with a drunk driver. I should have been dead. My car got crumbled up and I came out without a scratch. So mm. I have no reason not to be positive. So that's you right. know, that's what it is for me. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at life, to be honest. Um, so would you say that you're of the belief that whenever you're down on yourself, you think about other people and how people might be in a worse position than you, so you should be grateful for what you have? Are you of that mindset? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, hmm. man, my my biggest problem today is that I forgot to take out the chicken to eat dinner. Now I got to go get pizza. There's people that would, would love to have that chicken that's frozen in my freezer right now, like, Mm-hmm. I always believe in being grateful and being humble. And that's interesting because that was like a trivial example that you used. But an example that I faced recently was I was talking to my friend and me and this friend, we communicate pretty frequently. And for some reason, I never wanted to answer the phone. I just didn't feel like talking to anybody. And then I was like looking up symptoms of depression. I was like, I, I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. And I was minimizing the way I was feeling because I was like, you know what? There are people who are starving. There are people who are actually diagnosed as clinically depressed. What makes me think that I actually have depression? I need to get over it. And in a way, I feel like that was an unhealthy way to handle that because just because there are other people going through a worse time than you doesn't mean that your your own shortcomings or your own feelings aren't valid 
valid. We're living in America. You know, we have running water and electricity. Just because we face hardships in our life, does that mean that we shouldn't address them just because other people are struggling more than we are? Do you ever think like that? Oh, I agree. Like, just because somebody has it worse doesn't mean your feelings aren't valid. I just like to put it in perspective as, you know, how much does this affect my life right now? How much would it affect my life in five months, five years, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And it has helped me grow so much as a person and really has helped my mental health more than I could even say. You know, I really believe in the energy you put out in the universe will, will be reciprocated to you. And so far for me this year, it has been, like I said before when I was on here, right? Like, personally, this has been one of the best years of my life. Unfortunately, the world around me has burned into the fucking ground. But mm-hmm. so far, knock on wood, this has been, you know, one of the best years of my life. And it's, I Good. think it has a lot to do with me being more positive. Yeah, your mindset is everything. And sometimes you don't realize that enough. A question I have for you is, in your 34 years of living thus far, what is your biggest regret? Did you say 34 years? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so annoying. I'm trolling. He's not really 34 years. (laughs) Um, I'm still in my 20s for a couple years, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. My biggest regret. Damn. Okay. You're trying to get deep here. Okay. I could be vulnerable. I'm not too alpha male to be vulnerable. Growing up, I had this thing, which I later learned when I looked it up and did some, you know, talking to people about it called the Jonah complex. And that's Mm -hmm. when you're afraid to be good at things because you don't like attention. Um. And I happen to get pretty good at basketball to where like I'm playing in tournaments and there's different coaches and scouts there and stuff. And like, you know, I got a little bit of love from them, you know, getting letters and stuff like that about like maybe trying out for the team and all that stuff, which is cool. Right. And this is when I'm overcoming that, that complex, but I wish that I would have started at a younger age and took it more serious. I'm not going to sit here and lie to your listeners and be like, yo, I could have been in the NBA. Like, nah, like sheer, sheer willpower alone. No, I couldn't have done that. Like God didn't gift me to be 6'10", like Justin, <laughs> Justin yeah. says. Because if I was 6'10", <laughs> I, I would be in the NBA right now. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I just wish that I wasn't afraid at a, at a younger age to stand out. Mm. That That's probably my biggest regret. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't know. I guess am I supposed to answer my own question? <laughs> yeah go Uh, ahead yeah you can't just have this all on me (laughs) okay okay let me let me take some pressure off of dupree my biggest regret i'm trying to think what do i really regret hindsight is always 2020 but i think anybody in life would always regret not trying hard enough when you had the potential and you had the capability to live up to what you were supposed to accomplish when you think about like in college like a test oh i wish i would have studied harder for that or i wish i could have maximized that i think that that's what i regret just not giving more when i had the ability to give more um, i think would be my biggest regret and that also coupled with I'm a big people person. I went to a big college. Um, Even though I went to a big school, I wish that I met more people because you never know who you meet in life and how they're going to like affect your trajectory in life as well. Um, So I wish that I had the ability to also expand my horizons and meet more people because who knows what they have in store for you when it comes to like your networks and the blessings that they bring to your life also. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I really like that answer because that actually helps me segue into another one that I received. And I think we we both can answer this. Um, You sound like a pretty successful guy. Uh, How do you measure success? Ooh. And do you want to answer this one first? Sure, I'll answer. Okay. How I measure success has changed. And the reason why it changed was largely because I read a book. Uh, Many of y'all out there have maybe read it before. It is called Outliers, The Story of Success by Malcolm Gladwell. I highly recommend everybody to read that book because it definitely changed my perspective on how I see success. Oftentimes we see basketball players, we see Oprah, we see Tyler Perry and think that we too can be them. That's true to a certain extent, but life and success is all about hard work. It's equally about luck and randomization and being at the right place at the right time. So much success, you know, is predicated on that. And a lot of people don't realize that you being good alone at something is not going to make you successful. It's also meeting the right people, networking, being born in a certain era. That all leads to success. So understanding that allowed me to look at success differently and interpret it in a way that uh, makes sense to me. 
the way I see success is happiness and living up to your full potential. If I'm living up to my full potential, I'm happy with my career and I'm happy with where I am in life. That is success to me. I like that answer. I like it a lot. Um, Here's what I would say about success. It's subjective. You know, my idea and definition of what makes me a success in my eyes and the eyes of others could be completely different from what Justin thinks could be completely different from what everybody else listens to this podcast thinks. Right. Um, so I don't I don't really have a perfect answer for you when it comes to how do I measure success? Am I achieving my goals? Um, I write out plans. Right. Am I checking stuff off my list of the plans that I set out for myself this month, this year, this week, whatever it may be? then yeah, that's successful. Like, am I successful at my job? Like, yeah, sure. I I am pretty successful there, but like you will find yourself very, very lost. If you tie everything about your life into your job and that Mm. defines you, because if you lose that job, you will be a very lost and miserable person. So I would caution against doing that. But what I can tell you and what I can give you advice on is something that I do, right? So there is a very, very thin line between cocky and can, you know, confident and conceited you should always Mm -hmm. be confident walk into every room like you own it that's what i do i walk into every single room like i own it like hey nobody in here can fuck with me and people pick up on your confidence if you exude confidence people know all right this guy you even if you're bullshitting they're like oh this guy knows what he's talking about this guy's serious like that guy he 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 must be great right confidence is something that you can control and you can work on build yourself up surround yourself with people that build you up and mm. I think that the 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 plan will fall in place for you, but you have to work too. You know, like yeah. plans without action is not shit. That's wasting your time. So that's mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't answer the question, but that's kind of the best thing I can say about it. Right. Segway King, Segway King, Segway King. This leads into a question that I got this week from a listener, and I think this is a perfect lead in. So the listener says I hate the idea that if you aren't passionate in your work, you are not valid in your career decision. It's okay to choose your job based on your skill set and one that pays you enough to live the life that you want. It's okay to treat work as just work instead of a life calling and instead have personal goals that are more important to you, like starting a family, traveling the world, pursuing hobbies, or whatever. Of course, there are people who their life calling is their job, and that's wonderful, but it's also okay to not be in that situation. Um, What do you think? I completely agree. Like, I don't think that, like I just saying before, right, like your job should not define you. Um, Of course, there are some people that knew from an early age, like, hey, I have a certain calling. Like, I think, you know, if you decide to be a teacher, you might have had that plan in place for a long time. And like, you know, God bless you for it. Right. If you're a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we've all had bad teachers and teachers that don't give a fuck. So, mm-hmm. or the same can go with, uh, law enforcement too. Right. But no, there's nothing wrong with taking a job and working in it and not being passionate about it. Like if you're paying your bills and you're able to pursue your interest and your hobbies and take care of your own responsibilities, work that job. As long as it's not crushing your soul and making you miserable and depressed, keep on yeah. doing it until you find something that you are passionate about. I don't think that's settling or selling out at all. Yeah, because a job, think about it, is just to make money and to support yourself. But a lot of people do stigmatize people that work in a job that they don't like, but they're only doing it for the money. I don't think that we should shame people. You know, your pathway to success, your pathway to happiness is different. If you gain happiness from your job, good for you. And if you don't, also good for you. But as long as you understand what your purpose is, and as long as you're fulfilling that, do what you want to do. Because I think in life, we get too bogged down and comparing ourselves to other people uh, measuring up following this invisible pathway that everybody tells us we're supposed to follow but that's not true work a job you don't like make money do what you want to do on the side i think that's how everybody should live we should stop worrying about these unwritten rules of oh you have to also be passionate and be happy with the job that you're in that's not necessarily true there's a lot of people that are working jobs that they hate but is that job putting food on the table yes are they supporting their family yes so it's just a means to an end right no i agree with you 100 percent. there like don't knock somebody hustle right like if somebody isn't passionate about accounting but 
it pays them a nice salary. They're able to take care of themselves and all their responsibilities. They're not passionate about it, but they go in and do their job and get they collect a paycheck. They work for that money. Let them continue to do what they want to do. It's their life. I think so much in this world, in this time, people care too much about other people's business. Let them live their lives. You are not, you know, the end all be all for them. You are not the judge. You're not their creator. You're just a witness to their story. Mm-hmm. That's all. Don't cast judgment because you would hate it if somebody cut you down the sides and really told you about yourself. Sometimes it's hard for people to look in the mirror, you know, so let them live their life. As long as it's not affecting you in a negative way, why do you care? Exactly. I wish more people had that mindset because I feel like our world would be a whole lot better if we just stayed out of everybody's business and supported each other rather than tearing each other down and being nosy and being spiteful. I don't know why I have this mindset or how I came to have this mindset. That's just how I see it. I don't know why people care about things that are out of their control. They have nothing to do with them. Leave people alone. Support yourself. Be happy. And that's all life should be. That's I agree 100 percent with you there. 100%. All right. I think you're up. Yeah, it's my turn. So somebody hit me and talked about, uh, you know, they've heard me on here and on other ones and talk about, you know, cutting people off. Mm. Um, And, you know, how do you, you know, go about that? How does that process work? How do you deal with stuff like that? And I think a lot of this ties into the first answer I gave you guys about positivity, right? Like, listen. At the end of the day, unless you have kids, right, you are the most important person in your life. And if something does not serve you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's probably not good for you. Now, you have to be willing to make that decision that it's not good for you. Um, I, over time, I've just gotten very good at that. Um, you know, I only need somebody to show me who they are once before I'd realize, okay, cool. Like I know who you are. I know how you move. And then it's up for me to decide, do I want this person around me or do I not want them around me? You know, on my, on my old podcast, I make comments about like, Hey, like I ain't afraid to cut people off because I have a sister. I have sisters. I don't talk to no more. And you know what? Like I thought about that a lot when I read this question, like I'm actually going to mend fences with one of my sisters. Uh, that's something I plan on doing over the next month or so. But you don't owe people an explanation, you know, for doing what's best for you. You have to do what's best for you. And it could get hard, right? But I truly believe God makes space in your life for what's meant to be there and what and gets rid of the stuff that's not meant to be there. Mm. I truly believe that. And so I'm not going to question anything like that. You know, obviously, I believe people can get back. You know, everybody grows, everybody changes. People could get back and mend fences. But there are certain lines that could get crossed where it's like, hey, man, we could never, ever, ever be cool again like i don't want to hurt you i don't want to put no hands on you but i can't fuck with you no more there are definitely lines like that i've had that in my life too like people that i was super close <laughs> with like in high school and things happen and it's like hey you exist in your world i exist in mine let's just not cross those worlds ever again that type of thing you know but um I, it I is what it is sad. i think it's sad um i hate to see like friendships or relationships torn apart and people not speaking to each other anymore um a lot of people might be uncomfortable with what you said considering um you said one of your family members you have like a rocky relationship with i do think when it comes to cutting people off it can kind of be like a toxic trait where somebody slights you in the littlest bit and because of that you're like oh that's it you show me who you are i'm not talking to you blocking muting moving on i do think it's a toxic thing i do think that people are able to be redeemed i do think that you can forgive people and i do think it's also it can be toxic to get into an altercation with somebody and then because of that you know that's the end of that friendship or relationship i think that we need to value each other's lives more than we do especially in times like these think about your decisions and also think about them as well what are they going through what led them to have that reaction what led to this falling out if you think that relationship is worth saving make the extra effort and and reach out if you need to but at the same time relationships and friendships work both ways it shouldn't be on one person to do the reaching out especially if they're in the wrong but i do think that if you value somebody if you care about them you'll make the effort to forgive them and move on and i don't think that cutting people off should be the end all be all you never talk to them again i just don't think that that's the right way to approach life and i, I understand your point of view right and, and what i can say about that is 
you know, I was raised that if it ever comes down to a situation where it's you versus me, right? It's always I'm ne- I'm always going to pick myself. <laughs> like I, I think, like if if you don't pick yourself, you're a type of person that would snitch on yourself. And like, let's say you robbed a bank, right? Like, all right, so I'm I'm rambling here. You might have to edit this. So my dad told me growing <laughs> up, if you ever were going to commit a crime, right, do it by yourself because you know you're not going to snitch on yourself. You weren't raised that way. You're not going to snitch on yourself. And I think that so you brought up like relationships, whether that's friendship or romantically or family or whatever. You know, I, I agree with you, right? But everything runs its course. Everybody that's listening to this podcast has been in a breakup before. Like at one point in time, that person was a person that you couldn't imagine not speaking to for a day. But then mm-hmm. a day pass, then a week pass, then a month pass, then some years pass. Like it's okay. You will be mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You know, um, and that's that. That's, that's I basically when I talk about cut off, that's what I want people to know. Like, it is okay to make progress and move forward, and you know, be okay with your decision because if it's meant to be, then hey, the shit will come back, right? Like, if you meant to be with that person, y'all relationship will work out. Who knows? It might happen when y'all forty years old and y'all divorce, y'all both divorce and have some kids, and like that's your new living situation. Who knows, right? Or with a friendship, somebody you ain't talked to since senior year in high school. Now y'all kicking it again in your late twenties whatever the situation may be but if it means sacrificing who you are as a person or sacrificing your happiness or your principles that shit ain't for me yeah you know, i learned that a long true. time ago that shit ain't for me and so that's, that's what i meant by cut off or if i feel yeah. like somebody is using or abusing me using me or abusing my like feelings and my kindness and things like that like nah i can't have you around me i really can't that's the flip side of it. Yes, there's a toxic part of cutting people off, but there's also the Stockholm Syndrome part where somebody wrongs you and because you've known them for so long, you're unwilling to hold them accountable and end a friendship if need be. You're holding on to somebody for the sake of holding on when in reality, it's time to let go and that's okay. And I think that's the point you were trying to make, right? For better or for worse, yeah, I think that's the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> All right. In holding people accountable and forgiving people Dupree is Segway King let's just call him Segway King because everything that he says it leads into something that I was gonna bring up on the show okay so I don't know if you heard about this but AOC recently said that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't want people to forget the people who continue to enable you know who in a tweet asking is anyone archiving the you know who sycophants when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future do you foresee a decent probability of many deleted writings and tweets and photos in the future the hope is that these people will be blacklisted that they won't be able to work because they were working under the trump administration and kind of like in a way co-signed all the stuff that trump believes in what do you think of this do you think this is too far do you think this is necessary what what are your thoughts i mean you're right it is a segue because it plays into what we were just talking about listen you got to monitor the people that surround you and the people that are willing to let things happen. Um, they were complicit. Like you said, so me and my my best, my oldest friend that I've had in this life, we've been best friends since we were in kindergarten. And um, he's a white guy, a military veteran. And we talk a lot about history and life. Everything. We just talk about everything under the sun. And I said to him, I was like, hey, after the Civil War, when the South lost, those guy, those soldiers, those generals, everybody who was complicit in that, they all should have been hung from trees. And he was like, wait, what are you talking about? I was like, they raised arms against the United States. That is the definition of tyranny. They were yeah. complicit. It doesn't Jesus. matter. They they were soldiers, and they took those orders, and they fulfilled those orders. They should, have, they should have accepted the consequences of losing that war, and they should have been hung from trees. So I agree with what AOC is saying there. So you think that there needs to be a blacklist created? We look at this list and we're not going to hire any of these people that worked in the Trump administration. Is that what you're saying? You were in a position of power to rein in this insane idiot. And you didn't. You just took your marching orders and fell in line because you thought that money was more important than your soul and the lives of American people. And I can't get down with that. Hmm. That's interesting, because the way I look at it, I think that creating a whole list 
is going too far. These people still have resumes. It's kind of like applying for like grad school or something. They see your GPA and listed in their application, it says that there's no GPA requirement. But if you have a 3.0 or above, that is like looks highly upon. They're not going to say we are not going to accept anybody without a 3.0 or higher. They're just going to tell you that if you have above a 3.0, you have a higher chance of being hired. I think that it's not up to anybody to create a blacklist. I think those people speak for themselves and their work in the past also speaks for itself. And whenever they're applying for a job and they see a Trump administration, it's up to that employer on whether or not they want to hire that person. I think going out of our way to, you know, create a blacklist and shun these people from ever working again, I don't think it's up to AOC and I don't think it's up to us. I think it's up to those individual employers to look at who they want to hire, who they want to bring on to their family as a company hold on i think i might have misunderstood you does she mean to work in the government or to work period um i think if i'm talking about working in the government i don't think they should be allowed to work in the government again you mean work period then yeah they obviously should be able to work unless you're the people that signed off on putting kids in cages you should be jailed but (laughs) you shouldn't be able to work in the government again no I wonder where you guys think out there. Do you guys think that these people deserve to work in the government again after working in the Trump administration? Um, what if roles were reversed and anybody that worked under the Obama administration also got that same treatment? Would we like that? And is this a slippery slope? This something like this is implemented. Um, Sonny Hostin who is a host on the show The View, she said that people that voted for Trump are selfish. And she also said this, I'm not going to say that 50% of Americans are racist and sexist and homophobic, but I will say that that tells me that they will look the other way to that kind of behavior, to the plight of their fellow Americans, if personally they feel they're doing okay and that they will do better under that type of presidency. Um, Do you agree with her? Yeah, that's what I said on this podcast. I think you said that last week. Yeah, I completely agree with that. that. She stole my statement, basically. Thanks for being a fan. (laughs) <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah that, that that's completely i completely agree with it because it's what i said yeah for sure hmm. you know what um, i'm gonna disagree i'm gonna disagree you have to help yourself before you can help anybody else how can you you know vote for policies that help the poor and help all these other impoverished groups if you're struggling on your own if you're not able to take care of your family Um, I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes. Maybe some of Trump's policies, you know, enabled them to have a job to put food on the table. Yes, they don't agree with Trump, but they had to do what they had to do in order to support themselves. Because I'm of the belief that you cannot help anybody. You cannot give, you know, advice or whatever if you can't even help yourself or use that same advice to your own benefit. What good is giving to the poor if I can't even give to my family? You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but we talked about the whole time, right, leading up to this, that sometimes it's more than just about you. And there's probably a lot of people out there that voted against some things that may be of their interest because collectively as an interest of this nation and preserving democracy, they couldn't vote for Trump, you know? So honestly, like, if you vote for Trump, I don't want to hear any excuses about it. Like, you, (laughs) you might not be stupid, right? You might not be racist. You might not be a xenophobe. You might not be a homophobe. You might not be for putting kids in cages but you're okay with that happening and Hmm. i just can't i can't get down with that or respect that decision because we kind of like gave people a pass for voting for trump the first time around but then it's like after four years of this and what's happened with our democracy it's kind of like a vote for trump again it's kind of you co-signing the stuff that he believes in regardless of whatever excuse you try and use right exactly exactly yeah I'm not here for the excuses. (laughs) Gotcha. Dupree is not here for it. So, Justin. Yes. I have a question for you. Is being an African in America a different experience for you than what you feel that most African Americans have? Yes. Yes. The experience is very different. My parents, you know, they grew up in Nigeria. They came over here. They had us in America. And they bring with them, like, a a way of parenting. Most, like, Africans or Nigerians are, like, conservative. Um, they don't believe in divorce or whatever. So, you know, I've had both my parents raising me the entire time. They're still together. I'm not saying that black 
Americans automatically their parents are divorced or there's a parent that's not there but that's like one aspect of most like African households like you have both your parents raising you and we really value you know education that's one thing that my dad really pushes on is education and working hard because that's how he was able to you know succeed in life my dad is the oldest of nine children and he came from nothing you know and he worked his way up he worked really hard and became a pharmacist and his hard work paved the way for all of us to reap the benefits of that hard work we all have college degrees we're all you know successful and it's because of him that that's the case your question was like is it different like the experience of being an african-american and african um i would say so It's just the cultural aspect, obviously, is the thing that makes it most different. Like with black Americans or African-Americans, they don't know where they come from. Obviously, they went through slavery. That's something that my family did not have to go through. And because of all the stuff that y'all fought for with civil rights and the Immigration Act in the 60s that allowed my parents to even come here, you know, we were able to reap the benefits that y'all fought for. And we also didn't have the burden of slavery on us either. You know, it's easy for my dad to come over here and use the benefits of the system to his advantage to be successful but then when we look at like african americans or black americans you know white people were given a 400 year head start they suppressed y'all they didn't allow y'all to vote they didn't allow y'all to read they didn't allow y'all to work and then you know y'all are constantly fighting for your rights to just exist as normal human beings whereas my parents were able to come here and you know be successful without the burden of generational trauma attached to us so i think that aspect is really something that separates us and when you look at like the levels of success i'm i'm sure that some of that is the reason why numbers are the way they are when it comes to degrees and ses and stuff like that that was a lot that was a lot <laughs> That was a great that was a great answer though. That was a great answer. Did you ever feel excluded or not a part of the black community because you were African and not from uh, you know the United States in that way? I never felt like excluded because to me like black people and Africans were one of the same. Yes, I'm Nigerian and I know where I came from, but at the end of the day my skin is black. The police is not going to be like, "Oh, you're an African American, you're Nigerian. We'll let the Nigerian go, but African American, we're going to arrest you." Like they're not going to do that. Like we are black, my skin is black, people perceive me as black regardless of what my roots are. And it is true. Like I am black and that's it's true. Um, you know, when I growing up, there was only one there was a one family in town that they were uh from Africa and so they obviously they weren't African American in the traditional sense of the way that I'm African American. And mm-hmm. um no, we like I mean, I can't speak for them, but we never like excluded them from anything. Like we're black, man. Like this is what it is. This is our shared experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So I never see anybody who is of you know, direct lineage from Africa that has you know, is a first generation here, second generation here, whatever the case may be. I never see them as any different in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. Like, I don't have any reason to judge somebody based on things that they can't control. It doesn't make any sense. I'm cool with everybody. If you're cool with me, I'm going to be cool with you. It doesn't matter, you know, where you came from. What's something that you were taught growing up that you will not teach to your kid? Oh, that is good. Um, my dad's a very like manly man's man, like alpha male macho dude, whatever. That's the era he grew up in. And I will not sit here and say that he never like he, that he taught me. It's not cool to express your feelings, but like, you know, to a certain extent, it's like, Hey man, you got a man up, you know, I'm definitely going to let my kids know that it's okay to express your feelings and to have emotions. Emotions are what make you human. And I'm not going to be like cold. Isn't the word. Cause he's not a cold dude at all. He's actually like more, warm than my mom is but it's weird yeah but like i'm gonna let my like if i have a son i'm gonna let him know like yo man it's okay like don't be a cry baby don't be out here crying in public like if you're going through something like come home talk to me about like it's okay to cry in front of me and like talk about your feelings it's okay to have feelings and express them that's something Mm -hmm. that i would let my kids know i i second that um i feel like with i guess black men or african-american men it's always like the macho like man up don't show emotion type thing and i think that it would be even more you know concrete within an african household or a nigerian household because we're coming straight from the motherland where gender roles are strictly enforced 
growing up, I remember if there was dishes in the sink, my dad would be like, "You." T- to my sister, he would say, you are a woman. The kitchen should not look like this. You need to come down and wash the dishes. Like, he would say stuff like that. And it's like, man, if we piled up some of those dishes too, shouldn't the share of the responsibility be on us to help clean the kitchen regardless of if we're men or if she's a woman? So stuff like that, I will definitely not, you know, pass down to my kids. And I'll also teach them that it's important to to take care of yourself then that comes with cooking as well my mom growing up would always like do everything for my dad from laundry to cleaning to cooking and my dad never did any of that stuff because it's always expected that that's what the women do but in reality we can cook we can clean i don't cook I don't clean, but let me tell you, I got this ring. And we should do those things. Share the share the workload, and not everything is about the patriarchy. Let's let's be equal here. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Like when I was being raised, they made sure that I was able to be hundred percent self sufficient, right? Like you're gonna learn how to clean, you're gonna learn how to cook for yourself, you're gonna learn how to uh, do your own laundry, and all this stuff because you can't sit out here and expect no woman to take care of a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. And into uh, our female listeners, you ladies need to stop being these niggas' mamas sometimes, and that's just <laughs> what that it again. is. Seriously, y'all need to stop being these niggas' mamas. So I agree with you. Um, I lied to you. <laughs> I lied to you. I thought I didn't have any light-hearted stuff left. I do. Somebody said, do, "I think this is because of your first episode and your opinion about the N word." So somebody asked, "Do you allow your girlfriend to say the N word?" <laughs> I love y'all. I love y'all. That is hilarious. Um, my girlfriend does not say it. Not when she doesn't say it when she's with me. She doesn't say it when I'm not there. If it comes on in a song, she doesn't say it. Like she's very, very against that word, and she's very much so against any type of no, no. She's very much against that word, and very much against any form of racism and discrimination. And I mean, I wouldn't be with somebody that is that that would do that. You shouldn't feel comfortable to do that. Like I think people took it too took it too far and took my joke too literal when I said if a white girl has a black kid she should be able to say nigga like I don't really believe that I was just talking some spicy shit you know like uh, that's not really where I fall on it we love that clarification because a lot of people since that episode believe that um, <laughs> a lot yeah, of people nah, believe I don't that, that <laughs> and I don't really believe that <laughs> so you guys. Thank you for sending questions in. If we didn't get to answer your question, sorry, but it'll be answered in an episode that's coming later. It's just a lot of questions and I don't want to make this episode two hours long, but I really do appreciate you guys taking time out to send us questions. These were interesting to uh, answer and it's just cool to do this because in a way we're learning more about each other. So I, I really do appreciate that. And this was a fun episode to do. Dupree, what do you have to say? No, I appreciate the questions that you asked uh, Justin and myself. Definitely appreciated it. Like like hearing it, answering them were were fun. Um, you know, the serious ones, the lighthearted ones, you know, keep them coming. We will get an anonymous situation set up to where you can ask questions anonymously so you don't feel, you know, intimidated or scared if you ask a question, um, you know, so we can answer it without us knowing who sent it. Um, and I, I, think, I think it's really good for you guys, like Justin said, for you guys to get to know us better we're getting to know me and justin are getting to know each other better and like the more information you guys have about us you know the more ingrained in your hearts and your ears we become so i like it i like it exactly dupree's already like gaining some fans too i told y'all the longer dupree's on the show y'all are gonna fall in love with him <laughs> it's true it's true keep the questions coming keep your thoughts coming if you really feel compelled about something you heard on the show never feel afraid to reach out because I think that's one thing that might scare people I will respond to you like I'm not going to ignore you if you have a question to ask me or if you want to follow either me or Dupree or the podcast page feel free to follow us and feel free to interact with us as well this is the point of doing the show to connect with people and hopefully y'all feel compelled to share the show with other people who you think might enjoy it that's the point tell your friends to tell their friends about it like that's that's what we can say to you tell your friends to tell your friends about it. seriously if you enjoy it tell somebody about it they might enjoy it too you know i think good friends share music with each other share this podcast with them if you think somebody would fuck with it because it you know exactly. you're putting them on to something that they might not have listened to or have found before you know so i know justin takes great pride in the shit in the, in the work that we create here and so do i so yeah. like 
Mm-hmm. You know, tell somebody about it. Leave a review. Thank you for saying that. Leave a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let me know what you think of the show and also rate the show as well. Dupree is on an internship with the show and everybody knows sometimes <laughs> <laughs> people know that sometimes after an internship you get an offer. So um, Dupree is going to continue on the show and I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Any last words, Dupree? Yeah, I got a couple. Thank you guys for the love and support you have shown me on this show, whether you sent that to me, whether you sent that to Justin. Um, it means a lot. Please keep it coming because we, we read all of it, you know, and we talk about it. And, you know, I like Justin said, I wouldn't be coming back to this show if I, if we weren't getting positive reviews. Right. So I really appreciate it. I love being here. I love working with you guys. We want to keep dope content coming out to you. Exactly. And, so, you know, so once again, thanks for having me back for another week. Look forward to keep doing this. And I have a closing thought for the episode before you close things out. Ring the alarm, but we have a closing parting shot from Dupree. Let's hear him out. COVID cases are rising. They are at the highest levels that we have seen since this pandemic started. A mask is not a political statement. Please wear a mask to not only protect yourself, but to protect other people. I've come on here and I've said many times, if you think this is a hoax, if you think it isn't real, go out, live your life without that mask and Go hug your family and hug your grandparents and kill off your bloodline because that's what you're going to do. And nobody will feel bad for you. Stop being a selfish asshole and think about more than just yourself and put on the mask because it's really not inconveniencing you that bad. And that's my parting shot. Hey, you heard it from him. The man with the baby dump trucks, the man with the parting shot for the week. We love to hear it. We love to see it. Um, Yo, wear a mask. Wear a mask. You're protecting yourself and you're also protecting the people around you. Don't be selfish. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. As always, we will catch you guys on the next one. And yeah, that's it. Peace.